When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast with me, Craig Anderson. Um, and today I'm, I'm doing an interview with a couple of people who... For me, I found quite a kind of inspiring story of Scottish football in the last little while, and that is Erin and Ola from the On the Ball. Um, I was going to say foundation, <laughs> you're not a foundation, <laughs> but On the Ball. Campaign. Campaign, that's a good word for it. Um, yeah. So, before we get started, um, just talk me through sorry, exactly what you do. So, we run what is essentially a campaign, as we said, um, to encourage football clubs to introduce free period products in their grounds. So we started last May, I think. Mm-hmm. Just cut my... <laughs> <laughs> um, we started last May and um, we started with Celtic and that was we're kind of one goal campaign. We thought we'll get our wee club on board because we're all Celtic fans and then hopefully all the other clubs will just fall in line <laughs> in the Scottish Premiership anyway. Um, and Celtic came on board and that didn't really happen. Yeah. So we thought we'd take it into our own hands and then formed on the ball as we know it today. Now we've got 104 clubs yeah, on I was, board. I was going to talk mm-hmm. about that because even when I contacted you, which was about uh, maybe five or six weeks ago, mm-hmm. to ask you to come and do this, you were just under 100. And I was kind of saying, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll maybe talk to you about, you know, what's your plans to get to 100. And by yeah. the time you've come here, you're already up and over. <coughs> I think I saw on your Twitter that Brighton were the latest team, or, or did I see them? No, they were just releasing their plan for oh. going forward in the new season. Okay. They were actually one of our first teams. Okay. They were our first English Premier League oh, okay, team. Oh, okay, cool, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were at the beginning. Uh, they were quite early on, but what they've, they've came out today with a new partnership with like, oh, a, okay. like a hygiene supplier company, oh, okay, cool. essentially, just so, just basically putting out your press release to see what they're doing, because we get a few clubs that do that, and um, I mean, our preference would be that clubs pay for the products and provide them themselves, because, I mean, they can yeah, afford they can, it. Yeah. <laughs> they can afford it. Um, but we still see sometimes that clubs partner up with like brands or... Um, like hygiene suppliers and do it that way yeah. which is fair enough um, so aye that would have been what that was but aye over 100 and still going yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's what's really impressed me because I think in football a lot people kind of campaign for a lot of things yeah. and mm-hmm. a lot of the time it just gets lost in like you know crossfire of everyone disagreeing with each other <laughs> but what I've really liked about what, what you've all been doing is 
you've had a goal, you've just went for it and you've just stuck for that's your thing, you're going to do it and you've just kept going at it and it's, it's kind of really worked for you. Yeah. Um, so obviously you, you started off with Celtic because that's your club. Did you know each other at this point or was it...? We <laughs> knew of each other. Okay. Um. So we actually met the day of the repeal of the... Um, offensive people, oh, okay. football acts. We, yeah. were, we all were on the same bus going through the Edinburgh oh, okay. to watch that happen. Um, and we'd kind of said hello. I was mm-hmm. with Michaela, um, the third person from on the ball. <laughs> the three of you, um, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh-huh. Um, so me and Michaela kind of knew each other, and I'd mentioned that I'd like to go through, and she said she was going through. So we both went through in the bus, and then met her and on the bus. And then it was after that, kind of, I think after watching that kind of working class victory, yeah. you know, people that we knew, our friends like doing something so monumental thought do you know what this is yeah. something that if we want to make change it was the perfect energy to yeah. do it so when Erin mentioned um, that she'd had a think you know obviously at the time the media was picking up a lot of period poverty stuff and things like that and it was becoming kind of a talking topic for people so when Erin kind of brought up that maybe it was something that we could try and do our wee bit to help tackle then we were all kind of fully I for it feeling after, inspired like, yeah exactly I... Definitely, it kind of gave us that confidence, like, well, if other working class people can do it, then why can't we? Yeah. And don't get it wrong, like, it's something that's kind of been in my head for a wee few weeks or so, but I was like, nah, nature, yeah. and that is a predominantly women's issue in, like, a male-dominated environment. And also feeling like that was for a few beers in me after mm-hmm. the repeal, and then we were all up for it, and we're like, oh, aye, yeah, like, why yeah. not, we'll just give it a go, so... But, but yeah, and, and, and that was the thing that struck me because I, I it definitely worked from my point of view that until I read about what you were doing, I literally, it's, I, as a man, it's not something I'd ever thought about. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I had absolutely no kind of concept of this being, a, I don't mean it in a, a bad way, this being no. an issue because yeah, I had I no sense yeah. of what's going on. And, and of course, you, I, and you've obviously, you see the comments all the time. It's like, oh, well, why, why are you wanting this? And then I think, I don't know if it was one of you or someone made a really good point that when you go to the, the toilet, there's toilet roll there and it's not yeah. really particularly yeah. different to that. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. And why should people be paying mm-hmm. for something that is essential? It's not like, yeah. it's not like perfume and you're like, oh, I want to put this on. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, much, pretty much required. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so, so you started off with Celtic, so how did you go about it to begin with? What was your, your approach? So what we've done, first and foremost, is we made um, a wee petition on like change.org or whatever it was, um, and we just thought we'll get the feelers out and see if other fans are up for this, because like, the three of us asking Celtic to do it, there's not really a mandate, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a 60,000 capacity stadium, so like we're just honestly like nothing so <laughs> we got the feelers out and we got about 3,000 signatures um, but from the first kick of the ball haha, um, <laughs> we had been in contact with Celtic letting them know what we were doing because we didn't want to be seen to be like pure lobbying the club yeah. but as if we were totally against them and we thought they were terrible and, yeah. blah, blah. Um, and they kept an eye on it themselves and we got to 3,000 signatures we got a meeting um, penciled in with John Paul Taylor the supporter liaison officer and um, mm. Club secretary Michael, Michael Nicholson. Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met up with them, and we'd done our research big time before we went in. Just in terms of, like other council areas that have got it in place in other public spaces, and roughly cost. It's hard to find that out, but rough cost and what their options were. So we went in and just made sure we'd answer to all the questions that they would have. Mm-hmm. And we ended up actually having a bit of a laugh. Like it was actually good fun, like just having a chat about it. And like you said, they were like, We're both men, like this has never been brought to our attention, especially not in this environment. Mm-hmm. So they just wanted to tell you as well, because we were like so used to just being there, you know, being at the other side. We were going in through the main doors yeah. at Seven Park, having to say, get, get brought into this <laughs> room. And I'm like, I'm so used to just standing in 
in the like in the stands and watching our team rather than being at the other side and the next minute you're kind of sitting with like These you said like the secretary <laughs> you know the supporters liaison officer and you're sitting there pure official in that it was it was a bit mad because like my legs are dangling over the edge of that couch like pure tiny um, but it was good it was good laugh did, did you think at that point did you think it was going to be successful or did you think you were going to get fobbed off or actually like, we're quietly confident really yeah we come out really really positive I... going in we were like do you know what we're going in giving it what we've got and if they say no they say no but I think like Erin said just when we went in and they had said right we know nothing about this issue tell us mm-hmm. and we went in and started explaining stuff and just like you said you know about the toilet roll and soap as soon as we start talking about that mm-hmm. they were like so in agreement and I think we really kind of got them thinking it wasn't on their mind at all yeah. like you know Aye. I think as a society sometimes the males are just so quietly ignorant to it but not for any of yeah, their not own like faults, consciously, yeah. not consciously, just because it is something that hasn't been spoken about. There's a stigma around it, yeah, and yeah. when we came out, and like I say, like I think at one point, John Paul actually turned around and was like, "Do you know what? I've never thought about this. You know, when I've got, you know, fe- all females at home, and we were like, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. can't I... wait to get you go home. Don't know what the conversation's going to be like around <laughs> the dinner table tonight. So coming out, we definitely had a wee buzz. I think we I... kind of secretly definitely had that we did feel a bit confident because. It was such a good atmosphere in the meeting, and it wasn't. I mean, it sounds like if you go in and it's all men, it's going to be like dun, 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 like the apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it was actually fine, and we came out and we were like, that actually went well down the Celtic. We like, that actually went quite well, didn't it? Because um, they were so receptive, and we just hope that any other fan that does what we've done and who we work with has that same reception, yeah. which I think they have if we're here and sitting at 104. Yeah, so. no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so how, so when did you kind of get the nod that it was actually going to go ahead then from Celtic it's to begin with? soon, wasn't it? Uh-huh. It was a few weeks, I think. It was maybe, that was... Maybe, I think it was less than two weeks after mm-hmm. we'd had the initial meeting. Um, and they sent us an email, first of all, and said, we are going to implement this at the start of next season. So it was the May we mm-hmm. had, we got the word. That's and right. we put out that they were on board and then they were going to have them implemented by was it the August I think was yeah, when it was the, the start of the new season yeah. had just went down the start of the new season Aye. so it was quite quick uh-huh. and again it didn't take long to get the decision because we were expecting to be waiting quite because it was the end of the season too mm-hmm. like oh we're not going to hear about this for months but they got back to us really they quickly did. I know I've just realised I was wrong at the beginning and it was March we started not May yeah because um, mm-hmm. it was when the the, the repeal in um, the last debate and the repeal act went through. Um, and it was around about St Patrick's Day, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then it was the May that we found out, because there was a statement on the Celtic website that's dated for that. Um, uh-huh. But I, we couldn't believe how quick a turnaround mm-hmm. it was, yeah. just after all the work we put in. It just felt like it happened overnight, almost. And did they credit you, or did they just kind of talk mm-hmm. they did specifically? So did, how did, did that do that kind of very special? <laughs> we <were laughs> it's so bizarre. I, like, we because like, it came out, and all our food names are in it. I, and we're like, we're on the Celtic website. <laughs> something that's going to be there like yeah. they don't go away so no. if someone searches that date like in 10 years time okay. our names that was like a big thing for us as Definitely. fans like getting and it out there and Celtic put a lot of statements like yeah, no, like... we, we, we know all about that they put out a statement every second day it feels like so to be a part of that like <laughs> and the that, fact that they totally credited us like they say it in it this has come from these three fans this is something that they've done yeah and we thought you know what it could have been very easy for a club like Celtic to take ownership and think mm-hmm. we are the first club to do this yeah what rather than yeah. you know they gave us the full kind of I suppose 
glory of it, I, but it I, was it was our and, idea and we started it really. And, yeah. and is that the case then that, that, that there was no one else doing this at the time and not that you're that we aware of, of no. and um, coming obviously like you, obviously with it coming through from Celtic, you must have heard from kind of like-minded people at other clubs, or did you? I know that mm-hmm. I know that there can be a kind of, and I'm probably guilty of it myself, of being just with Celtic and with Rangers, with mm-hmm. other people kind of put up a front with them because we don't like your clubs very much. But, um, <laughs> but, I just spotted the yeah, no, yeah. Johnston calendar. Yeah, and, oh, come on, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> come uh, on. The, the badge is different. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I just um, see the colours. Um, but no, the, um, but did you feel that there was... Um, from people supportive of our clubs kind of got on board with you or not or yeah I mean because we started with just Celtic a lot of the kind of dialogue that was going on like online was just for other Celtic yeah. fans good and bad conversations obviously not everybody agreed um, but then once that went through um, we did get people get in touch with us like oh like I want us to have at our club and stuff like that and that's still how we operate today I mean Celtic gave us a go ahead in May and then I think it was maybe June or July we started on the ball because yeah. until then we'd been running the campaign for like our own Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram yeah. and it was a bit mad and it was just yeah. like I if we were getting abuse it was so targeted yeah, and awful personal, right? and I um, so when we started on the ball um, that's just how we operate so like a club say Kilmarnock um, a fan will get in touch and say do you want my club to come on board how can I do this and we work with them directly and send them over some information and like support them and taking it to their own club because that's like so important to us that it stays like grassroots and like bottom up like yeah. fan led because yeah. we don't want it to don't go wrong there has been clubs where it's been you know like staff or like even marketing people that yeah. contact us and say we want to get on board and that's fine happy to do it that way but our preference would be if it just fans to the front kind of thing yeah it, it kind of gives yeah as you say it, you feel part of that and it helps other people i think anything in a football club that, that kind of brings a community yeah. supporters together it feels real mm-hmm. it gives fans yeah. a sense of ownership of it too you know our, a big thing for us is that although we appreciate all these clubs getting on board realistically we aren't going to be the ones at Celtic. we're going to be the ones that benefit from this we're going to be the ones that are caught short um, at one point or another and for these other clubs 99% of them we're probably not going to be mm-hmm. in their grounds yep. you know while this is implemented or maybe at all especially when you've got teams in like America you know <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be at an yeah. LA Galaxy game anytime soon so we're not going to be the ones that benefit this so we really shouldn't be the ones fighting for them to put yeah. that in Rather, whereas if the fans and there has been quite a lot of male fans, but they're doing it for their fellow fans of their club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should be them that are going to benefit for benefit from this, that are pushing it forward, and yeah. that's who the club should be listening to. I definitely, like we said at the start, it's all about having like a mandate to approach the club. Here's why we've done the petition, so we don't have the grounds to go to like LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Here's what you should be doing. Like, why would they listen? Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if we're sending out mass emails and saying hello, we're right to you. Like, nobody's going yeah, to engage with not, that. It's, yeah. yeah, it seems yeah. like a yeah. A, email campaign and not just oh, I think that's maybe a misconception that quite a lot of people have of us still mm-hmm. to now although we're pushed that you know we are fan led we are grassroots and we like to support other fans and bring this to their clubs a lot of people do think that oh you know how do you get all the clubs on board do you just email them do you do that mm-hmm. and when you actually explain to them they're like alright oh, okay so it's not just our campaign mm-hmm. really it's for all the fans that Aye. are campaigning for the change and for making the change in their club Agreed. everyone owns it and, and you said uh, that after you kind of had the success with Celtic, you you didn't feel immediately that there was coming anything coming from anywhere else, that there wasn't any... No, I feel like there was obviously other wee kind of silos of work going on 
for free period product provision in other places. Like, I'm sure there was something happening with gig venues as well, yeah. round about the same time. But that was kind of where the idea came from because we felt like a lot of the work that was going on was focusing on education. So like schools, universities, colleges, and we were like, well, when it gets to the weekend, like yeah. people still need to go out and socialise and stuff like that, and people shouldn't be held back. So that's what kind of made us get the ball rolling with football, and to our knowledge, nobody else was doing that mm-hmm. um, at the time. So. Um, so who is the second club you managed to get on board? Can you remember? Cause yeah, St Rocks. Um, okay. in Royston. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were so delighted. That was maybe that was ju- the June or the July. The June. The June after mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, we'd been at um, like an annual tournament at the, the anti-discrimination tournament at um, Down McGrory Park, and we just caught the was it Stevie Stevie, Stevie Mullen, and I mm-hmm. um, manager, and we were like. Here, like, what do you think? And he was like, hi, we're dead up for it. Because he'd reached out to us beforehand and wanted to chat with us about it. And we're like, oh, we scuffled in the wee quiet room in that film. And he was actually one of the changing rooms at home. I know, I know like, that's a, a club that's kind of had activism came at its heart a little yeah, bit yeah, anyway. So they are yeah. um, magic. They're very, very community based, very, amazing. very good at that side of Glasgow. And I think all yeah. the people around that we know of quite a lot of kind of groups in that around that area that yeah. are youth action suppose youth club and things like that they're all yeah so good at you know the doing things for the community and Aye. being so inclusive for everyone so it was and people kept asking oh is it just the big teams just want but they're the ones see these teams that they've got the after schools clubs they've got the homework clubs they've got drop-in centers they've got during the summer Aye. holidays they're putting things on for people that can't afford stuff and things like that that's where it matters that's where it's going to make Yep. the biggest difference definitely so it was it was absolutely magic that was yeah. that was amazing uh, getting them on board it's, first it's of all so good like getting the kind of more community clubs on board because then mm-hmm. it kind of demonstrates to like say like man united we still don't have demonstrates saying like if a community club in like east end of glasgow is can like do that then mm-hmm. why why can you not do you know what i mean yeah i think so, it's a, it's ideal it's like the first two you've got is like celtic probably the biggest club in the country yeah, and then yeah. one of the smallest clubs in the country yeah. essentially yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then did you feel at some point there was kind of an avalanche of clubs coming in or oh, <laughs> yes. yeah there was a point maybe last summer but it was just out of control yeah and i was i think, was still at uni then as well so uh-huh. i feel like i had loads of time and i think at the time about, it was but, um was it Barnsley, we always get mixed up with Barnsley or and Burnley. Burnley. I'm sure it was Aye, one of the two. This is one of the ones, you know, one yeah. of them things that you know the answer, but you just get yeah, mixed yeah. up Aye. all the time. It was one of the two had came out and they'd done something really, really inspiring. A letter had come out in social media that they sent to one of their fans who were struggling with their mental health at the time. And it had just kind of lit up on social media. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, they'd already been in contact with us and they came out as one of the teams that were on the ball. Mm-hmm. So because they'd had so much positive, I suppose, media attention um, from that, then other teams thought, you know, if they're doing this and they're, they were doing so much because it wasn't just mm-hmm. for the female fan side of things. They were, you know, supporting their fans, sending personalised letters to people that were struggling mm-hmm. with their mental health. They were just, they were just being magic, Aye, like completely amazing really over good. that time for mm-hmm. a big club like that to be able to reach out. Um, so we saw a big influx then mm-hmm. at a period that was just like constant. We just couldn't yeah. keep up. But that was nonstop, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> oh, it was mental. It's a, a, a culture shock for us because mm-hmm. we just went for like what in their club to do yeah. this and say it like an example, and then for we were like working with all these different fans and doing all these different wee bits and bobs and mm-hmm. like I said like it's my kind of summer at uni so yeah. I, I had a wee bit of time but mm-hmm. both of you is working full time yeah. and we're trying to just 
do it all at once and it was kind of after that we realised like how to say no because yeah. at that point we were like yes yes we'll do it yes we'll do it no bother but now we're a wee bit more like right <laughs> we can't do everything do you know what I mean mm. we're only three, three women yeah, so I um, so would you say then you obviously mentioned you mentioned people at Celtic you mentioned um, either Burnley or Burnley whichever one it was <laughs> do you say there was people who were particularly cooperative and helpful at like specific individuals that you think they, they made a big difference to this whole thing is there anyone in particular or any group of people or just the fans yeah it is, you know it? and the fans that have persistently you know when the club have said well we'll get back to you you know they've said well actually we want an answer They've got supporters clubs on board. Mm -hmm. They've got, you know, their trusts on board and they've continued to push it and push it and push it. But I think every single fan that is bringing this to their Mm -hmm. club are doing a big thing because we know how big it was for us to bring it to our club. So the fact that they're taking the time out and we know people have busy lives. People go to work, people have families to look after, people have social lives to look after. So the fact that they're taking time out of their day to push that forward, Uh, I think every single one of them deserves a recognition, really. It's brilliant. And there's clubs that since we started well clubs fans that have been pushing their clubs since we started so like Torquay Torquay United um, they've been pushing since the first kick of the ball mm-hmm. like, and they're still honestly every weekend tweeting like the club like please please and emailing back and forth and we've tried as well and it's just it's class to see that like yeah. devotion yeah. <laughs> to the cause basically and so I guess if uh, it kind of leads on I, without naming names unless you want to has there been clubs or people who have been particularly unreceptive or particularly kind of brushed you off in a particularly uh, there, there has but I feel like it's been a minority like most clubs are receptive they are a wee bit if anything it's the cost that puts people off because there's a bit of a misconception that it's a fortune to do this um, and in the case of Celtic they they what they've done is they changed their um, sanitary product machines to free vent and I think that's a bit more expensive to do like that's not something to expect like the more community clubs like St Knox to do um, but if you're doing it in such a way where you're just putting a basket and putting a few products in it even if the stadium is massive you're only going by the women's toilets generally yeah. um, some of the toilets some of the clubs do them and like the male toilets as well and that's kind of up to them um, but it's more expensive if it's the free vent machines if you're just putting it in a basket then it's, it's pennies. I mean, how much was it for Celtic the first year? £800 or something. Aye. Less than £1,000 for a yeah. year. Pennies. It's a 60000 yeah. year, you know. Because, I mean, they're only getting used in emergencies anyway. Like, we mm. did know, we found that when they were first implemented that the uptake was quite high initially because it's a bit of a novelty. Like, yeah. We're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, but then after that kind of levels out, people are genuinely just using them in, using them in emergencies. So... Well, if you think I, I, the numbers of 60,000 there, I don't know what percentage are women, it's not probably as high as yeah. it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's only, mm-hmm. let's say, a quarter, or it's less than a quarter of them, I suppose, that yeah. are yeah. using them at the time. Uh, yeah. um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's, you're not talking about big numbers. Now, if you said in my head, I wouldn't have thought there would be a big cost associated, mm-hmm. but of no, course, club, I think I get the feeling football clubs just literally ask them to do anything and they just throw their hands up and say, I can't afford yeah. that. And it's not, I, I, I'm speaking again. It doesn't for me. It may not always be like a gender issue. It's just mm-hmm. a literally, we don't want to spend money on anything issue. Which <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think when clubs in Scotland, in particular, mostly try and sell themselves as community oriented, though I think it, it's not on necessarily. Yeah. Um, so something that you, you you kind of mentioned schools and colleges earlier. Um, last year, the Scottish government kind of rolled it out with the um, schools, colleges, universities, and ensured that everything was free mm-hmm. there. Um, do you think what you started doing that played a part in that, or do you think it was just part of the larger debate? Or I 
think what we've done was kind of no call effect for that because we've seen also what was happening we were like this could go further so obviously as football fans natural for us to aim for football grounds well for Celtic in our case then it kind of spiralled <laughs> um, but I know that the now um, let me get the name right it's like the free period product provision Scotland bills going through and that's Monica Lennon MSP that's headed that up and that's for free period product provision and like essentially everywhere yeah. um, like the government can like require places to provide them free of mm-hmm. charge so like public spaces and like council buildings and like gig venues everywhere basically and even football grounds um, so I think there will be a time where we're maybe not needed anymore yeah. and it will just be not mm-hmm. the norm but I mean that's what you so, want right you, yeah. you don't you would rather be spend not well not spending your Tuesday night sitting talking to me and not spending your Tuesday not at your, all your not time at all campaigning for these things as well when like just touching on it that what we've brought you know although what Monica's doing what all, all these other campaigns are doing is absolutely amazing we've been able to offer that unique side like Erin said we're going into football grounds that are predominantly male filled with meals mm-hmm. usually historically do you know what I mean and you know speaking about it in schools and colleges and things like that would probably make more sense to some people thinking mm-hmm. about it and probably wouldn't open up as much conversation whereas what we've been able to do is that although you know whether it's even negative or positive the responses we're getting we're still creating conversation around periods whereas you know when it comes to schools and colleges people think oh well there's free lassies you know there's women at work things like that but when they think about football they don't think about the women coming through the turnstiles every week so the fact that we were kind of able to get male conversation generated no matter if it was positive or negative we were still be able to get that side of it breaking that stigma mm-hmm. of talking about it rather than just having the products i think that's something that we've been quite good at doing um mm-hmm. that's different to these other campaigns yeah i think you, you talked about that that stigma and obviously that's yeah. probably i would guess one of the biggest challenges and i think it mm-hmm. probably takes particular people to mm-hmm. be able to you know come out publicly mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. that and not yeah. feel embarrassed about yeah. it and, and i say it's not that there's a reason to be embarrassed but societally it's, it's how it's treated yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. and um so do you think that that's going to change do you think that's something that will change or do you think it's it's going to always be the same and it's just going to be it's a free secret <laughs> um i, I think even just in our personal experiences, I mean, we don't know how other fans that are bringing this forward to their clubs, how they've, you know, been accepted by other fans. But, you know, there's no chance if you'd ask me, even when we first started the campaign, there's no chance that I ever thought that while I'm standing on the football on a Saturday or while I'm walking through town, that someone would recognise me and say, listen, a guy, older men, men of all age would stop and say, listen, you're one of them on the ball guards aren't you <laughs> for play you know and we've had that we've had people stop yep. us and I think that's where we've been kind of like wow and see even just making that we change if they're able to stop a stranger in the street yeah. and say well done you know it might well be that that has created a conversation of you know when you're sitting in the house and your daughter comes in and you know you're going shopping is there anything I can pick up for you do you need any toiletries do you need any period products see if it just yeah. changes one household then it's creating conversation somewhere that wasn't there before um, and, and then so the, I think the, the last thing I really want to talk about is you, you mentioned kind of criticism and obviously <laughs> abuse and stuff like that yeah. from a personal point of view especially when you said when you started out you were kind of on your own names and mm-hmm. stuff like that what was the kind of level of that in terms of a percentage of what you got in terms of feedback what was high, what was what was good, what was bad? So, and... To begin with, 
the reception understandably was a wee bit negative because it was like an almost radical thing like to bring up in like I said a real dominated environment like <laughs> whoever thought we'd be talking about periods and football in the same sentence so to begin with I mean there was a lot I mean a lot on Twitter saying mm-hmm. um, like I mean it was misogyny really wasn't it like you should you should be grateful you've even got toilets and mm-hmm. um, just loads of stuff and mm-hmm. um I mean, we have found though that as as times went on and more clubs have got on board, and even when Celtic came on board, people changed their tune. They were like, maybe they're onto something here because I think people thought we were like this like militant feminist threat. Um, mm-hmm. But for us, it was just common sense. It wasn't about any ideology. It was just that it was the right thing to do in our eyes. Touching on the ignorance of speaking about periods and knowledge about what periods are and how they work was one of the reasons that people were maybe so negative and so not because sometimes it wasn't negative it was just like oh well surely you should know and you're like well actually so see when we give back to that wee bit rather than saying you know going back with negativity educating them a wee bit and saying well actually it doesn't work like clockwork you know you can be caught mm-hmm. short you can you know have unexpected spot and things like that I think as soon as we started kind of educating people a wee bit more on it then a lot of people's tunes did change mm-hmm. but again it just goes back to that thing of as a society we aren't educated enough on it even females themselves you're told mm-hmm. right this is what happens every month for three to seven days and that's it but really it's not there's not enough of the much irregularities and mm-hmm. different flows and if you want to go into it you know you, that isn't what's talked about mm-hmm. and that was just, I think, as soon as we were able to kind of give that wee bit back, people started changing and realising, mm-hmm. well, actually, you've, you're on to something. Aye, definitely. And we've seen as well people, like, admitting that they've changed their minds, mm-hmm. which is rare, like, especially on Twitter. Like, yeah, yeah. a Twitter day where somebody goes, do you know what? You're right. Well, that never happens. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, people were, were, like, privately messaging and saying, you're right, change my mind, thank you. Um, but we have found that, like, rather than go back to these comments and saying, ah you're wrong how can you not understand like we've just been going understand but have you thought about this and we just made an agreement at the start like if we're doing this in a spare time we don't have the time to be sitting engaging in, in arguments we, we yeah. probably don't know so we'd still doing be there that, now I know <laughs> it's something I, I do and I don't even have my cause I just talk, I just talk rubbish on there and still, like still get involved outlet. in it yeah. I know it's like um, but, but in terms of that obviously so you've talked about kind of what was your kind of passive misogyny and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Has there been any situations where you've had genuine kind of threats or aggression? Oh, oh or, I brought or, laughs and, and we're all I, mad feminists and don't even like football. And I, I mean, I think, I mean, I think a lot of the most dangerous stuff gets muted by Twitter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so ignorance is bliss in that respect. But um, I, I mean, it, it was a very much a, an early on thing. Now it's not something we really experience and. Like we see, a lot of the fans that we work with are male anyway. So, and obviously it was it was predominantly males that were given this hassle to begin with. But as time's been on, people have just came to understand it's a learning process. We can't expect everybody to agree with us overnight. Um, but now, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like quite we're quite well supported and oh, big we time, do. Yeah. We're quite comfortable on social media now. Whereas to begin with, we were like you were kind of doubting yourself at times. Like, wait, is what we're doing out of order, or are we maybe in the wrong mm-hmm. footing? And but I am. Um, all paid off in the end and we just tried to win people over by genuine and like progressive engagement rather than like abuse <laughs> no but, but i think that's like for me as i said it's what stood out for me is the fact you've just been single-minded on it you've just said this is what we want to do 
we're going to do it. And and it's it's very easy cause it's very easy to get swept up in. Don't all get me wrong. And, mm-hmm. People were getting pelters in the group chat. You know, behind the scenes there was sometimes that <laughs> came in, and it really did rile you up. Kind of, yeah, no, 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 kind of day yeah, you had. Like, oh, listen! Yeah, if but, only I could go back to this. Yeah. Where does he live? Let's go away because I'm doing But um, yeah. that was like kind of really early on because we're quite. I suppose it's at the beginning where we're quite kind of. It was our thing and it was new to us and mm-hmm. we were so protective over it yeah. and, you know, anybody that came against us, it was negative. We were like, Aye. why do they not understand? But as times went, we have kind of, we've learned a lot yeah. and we've learned a lot about what you share on social media and things like that, especially <laughs> yeah. like you said, has been anything quite personal, you know, you'd be so shocked to find out what people oh, yeah. put two and two together and get seven and make things yeah. up and that's the way you live your life and this is what happens when mm-hmm. really... No, that's why I think we needed the make on the ball because it was kind of just getting and, a bit too risky too. Aye, people are, are just well, well, just just anything like ne- negative, positive, and just weird. I think with with, oh. yeah, with women in general online is is what you see. Um, yeah. As I say, I'm not from experience. But, <laughs> um, so obviously, this has all been and is still ongoing as a kind of big success um, story. Really, given the kind of that you've had this ability to make change and you've made it work have you got any other ideas of things like I know it's a very obvious question of is yeah. there something else where you think well maybe we can move on to mm-hmm. this is there other issues you think you want to tackle as of now no um, I mean maybe something will happen in the future that, that makes us kind of want to act again but as for now I feel like we just want to keep getting as many clubs on board mm-hmm. and like we say I mean it will come out of our hands at some point but as long as we can just keep empowering yeah. fans for as long as possible that's magic yeah. and we said kind of at the start of this year as well, I mean, last summer, like we kind of touched on, we were getting a lot of kind of like media based offers, like the radio and um, like papers BBC. and stuff. BBC. BBC. I was like, yes. wow. Saying yes to everything at the start of this year, we were like, going forward, we'd like to just stick to the more community based stuff. And that's why we've been working with youthies like Royston Youth mm-hmm. Action and St Paul's Youth Forum and all the wee kind of bits. And we're, we're happier just being like based in that kind of environment now. Um, so we'd like to just mm-hmm. keep doing that as long as possible I think I think especially because we can kind of stay a bit although we're this is probably well it's the first thing that we've all kind of led mm-hmm. in kind of activism side you know we've been involved in different bits and I think 100% it's opened our eyes to things that are happening and you know we'll, we'll do what we can to support other causes and we'll be involved in supporting other campaigns and do what we can but in terms of going forward and actually leading another campaign ourselves I think the, I can probably speak for the three of us that, like Aaron said, at the minute, you know, this last year and a half has just been, it's constant. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know, the fact that the thought of it coming out of our hands at the beginning was like, oh, that, that would be the worst thing that could happen, you know. But I, as it happens naturally, and as like, because over this short period of time, society's changing. Yeah. And, you know, with it being implemented in schools and bars and shopping centres, in a time it will just become the norm and that was always a long term goal mm-hmm. but the fact that that could happen and we can just be in the background like Grant said I'll be quite happy popping into the youthy yeah. with a box of donuts to speak to the guards and see how they're doing rather <laughs> yeah. than having to you know take a morning off work to go in and speak to BBC or Sky News or you Aye. know run about wild chasing people up for yeah. things <laughs> yeah <laughs> Aye, it's because we really kind of find our foot in that front and split the workload Mm-hmm. To begin with, we were, our to-do list was just on the notes on our iPhone. Oh, yeah. And we would, like, I think it was Michaela that made it invited us both to it so we could all see it. Yeah. 
and it was just it was so messy. I don't know how we done it, and we were all just back. kind of picking stuff up when we could, and stuff was running over like organized chaos, organized chaos completely. And now we're kind of like, oh, we'll do a rota for the social media. And now it's just two years of doing social media, and you do the emails, mm-hmm. and it's been trial and error in so many respects, and it is just absolutely out of control, busy. And it doesn't stop. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, so. I know. I know. We do two podcasts a week, and we have oh. about thirteen people, and trying to, yeah. trying to get, <laughs> even with that number of people, trying to get everything covered oh is a pain. God. So, yeah. um, so I guess the last thing would be we we've got like kind of listeners who support probably most clubs in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Are there clubs out there still in Scotland who are not yet on board, and who you think you could encourage their supporters to maybe get in touch mm-hmm. that you can think of? We. Hopefully soon enough we'll have our website launched. We don't yeah. have an actual list online of the clubs that yeah. are on the ball. We are working on a website again, something that we're like, we own the website. Wow, <laughs> it's us. So official, um, but that should hopefully be up and running kind of soon enough. We don't have an actual over launch the next yet. Weeks, over so. the next couple of weeks, we're hoping to get that out and it'll have a list of all the clubs okay. that are on board. Any club, no matter how big, how small, you know, junior league, you know, community teams charity teams you know a couple of mates kicking about if you use the same facilities every week right up to your top tier you know spfl football then any of them that want to get involved you know all the information will be there and we're more than happy to support anybody that wants to bring it forward at Um, their club like maybe some like names is i think hamilton we're still waiting on Mm -hmm. um there was kind of grumbles of that at the start never kind of came through and St Mirren as well mm-hmm. there's another one that's a wee bit yeah. one leg in one leg out so no, that's a call to well, action well there you go we, we, we certainly have uh, I don't know about Hamilton fans because I'm not sure how many we, we always have a running joke we, we, we don't we've never, I'm not sure any of us have ever met a Hamilton fan but <laughs> if, there, uh, if there's any it's still a nightmare just trying to get a ticket yeah, for it but <laughs> um, not, not for me but yeah for <laughs> but, um, but for that from that point of view um, if you are Hamilton St Mirren fans out there and you want um you think this is something your club should be doing then let them know it's surprising Definitely. for St Mirren that they're you know a, a fan owned club and stuff like mm-hmm. that that, yeah. that they're not involved I, um, I think they've just had so much going on lately yeah, that it's probably something that's slipped through the net but I, you know DMs are open yeah. there is other, are there other clubs just check the website and see how yeah. it's kind of available <laughs> we aren't pure pinpointing them right <laughs> um, so I guess I'll finish a, a little chat about Celtic since you're here what um, obviously a, a good win on Sunday um mm-hmm. And, and a better win on Thursday, I suppose. Yeah. Um, we'll, start, we'll go with the Europa League. What do you fancy it now? It's like seven points from the first three games. Oh, do you um, right? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. See, I feel I kind of feel like world beaters now after like coming off the treble treble. What that? I don't it. like talking too soon. Do you know what I mean? All three you of us are off the road exactly. next week, oh, okay. so um, we're kind of yeah, we're stay, looking forward stay to safe that. As well, please, well, of be course, fun. recently um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be but, fine. Uh, no, but as I say, it's um, the possibilities there. It's an ex- I think it's an exciting. Act. I did not expect. I thought they'd do all right in this group, but I did not expect them to pull off. Certainly, the the Lazio win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched it. There. I thought they thought they were fantastic. But yeah. um, all right, well, we'll we'll leave it at that tonight. Thanks yeah. so much for coming um, oh, coming down Thanks to so see much me. Um, no, and uh, I'm glad glad hopefully to give you a, a platform to. Not, yeah. I'm sure not the biggest platform you've well, had, no, but, but a, 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 a good one nonetheless. And as mm-hmm. I say, anyone who has listened to this and thought, yeah, that would be a good idea, please do get in touch with yeah. you. Um, yes. Anything you want to leave them with? No club's too small. That's and it. just, you know, even if it's not a club, just if you want a wee bit of guidance, drop us a DM yeah, and give, you us know, a shout. give us a shout and we'll be happy to yeah. kind of do what we can to help you. That's, that's on, the, on the ball. 
B-A-W-E. Yeah, it's on the ball. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah, so you can get them on at On The Ball. You can get us at Terrace Podcast. You know everything yeah. about us. So thank you very much again, and we'll thank see you. you soon. Yeah, Cheers. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.